0: You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, bringing you a football heavy episode today. We're going to be talking about the newest Arizona State player to enter, or sorry, to come through the transfer portal going to give the Arizona Sun Devils a huge boost in their backfield. We've mentioned him a little bit throughout the week, but again, we will talk about him throughout the podcast. We're going to be continuing our player review series today, talking about the running back position, what went well for them, what did not go well for them, how they can improve going into the 2022 season. And then, of course, we're going to be ending with uh, essentially the new kid in town. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is also brought to you by NetSuite. Their, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash Lockdown NCAA for special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Make sure you follow me, Connor Drios, and Richie Bradshaw on Twitter. You can find me uh, at C-Drios and Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have a Twitter page uh, for Lockdown Sun Devils. That's at LO underscore Sun And we also have content that comes out Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast, which is, it could include, but it's not limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode when we drop. It's going to send you a notification saying, hey, Locked On Sun has some great content for you. As I had mentioned, it is Thursday. Richie, my man, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Connor. We're one day closer to the weekend and... It, it just means I'm one day closer to getting out to mobile and hopefully we can get something going with Rashad white kind of hinting at something there, but you know, we'll just, we'll just leave it at that right now. But the point is we are one day closer to the weekend and I am doing good. My friend.
0: Well, we are talking about the running back position for the Sun Devils, the most exciting players on offense for them this year. More so Rashad White, but obviously we had a, a crush on Chip Trey throughout the season. But we got to play, what, 13-ish games this year with the two of them, give or take some of them being out due to health reasons and or missing a, a bowl game here or there. But the running back position was very effective this season, right? It, it almost didn't feel like no matter who was running the ball, granted some of them were more effective than others, ASU always seemed to have the ground game going in their games Uh, Something Zach Hill wanted to establish, obviously, each and every single game, Uh, whether it was even the running back position or even Jaden Daniels uh, on the ground with his legs. But Richie, let's let's start with a a softball question here. What went well for the Sun Devils at the running back position in 2021? I I, I mean, quite a bit, honestly.
1: So you, you had Rashad White's major success this year. It was one of the single greatest seasons that a Sun Devils running back has ever put together. I I mean, like it it just at a minimum in the last 10 years, it's been up there with like a Cam Marshall, who I saw a highlight of him today on my Twitter feed. And I got so excited about Cam Marshall, but a Cam Marshall, a uh, Demario Richard and, Nino Benjamin, you, you got to put Rashad White's name up there with some of those guys who put together marvelous seasons. You don't walk into a thousand rushing yards and 15 total touchdowns by accident.
0: Chip for
1: the 16 total issues. touchdowns,
0: sir. 16 total touchdowns.
1: Ooh, 15 rushing. That's my mistake. Um, but Chip Chip for the fumbles, obviously, kind of stunk. But he did show some promise early in the season. Daniel Nagata also looked like one of the guys that we could trust. And we're only talking about the running backs, and we're not going to talk about Jaden's impact in the ground yeah. game. But just the running backs alone, very very successful. This was probably the strongest part of the whole
0: ASU roster. I wouldn't even say probably. I really don't think it's that bold to be able to say that these guys were the stars of the Sun Devils team without the run game this year. We just, we didn't have the passing going. Like we talked about earlier this week, we talked specifically about the receivers, right? So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I believe that was on Monday. We talked about kind of the receivers and the tight end position. Go give that a listen, but Rashad White was a big piece of this offense Uh, It it still stuns me every single time. Like I have probably had this moment two or three times uh, since the season is finished, but Rashad white rushed for exactly a thousand yards, 182 attempts for a thousand yards had a a 5.5 carry 15 touchdowns on the ground. Also contributed a ton through the air, uh, 43 receptions for 456 yards, which was good enough for 10.6 a catch. And then also had one touchdown, which is kind of odd. It feels like as much of a dual threat as he was like, if, I know that he had one touchdown through the year uh, or sorry, through the air this year. But I feel like if you ask me this question in like two or three years, I'm going to say he probably had three or four through the air just because of how good he was. There were so many plays, Richie, that I I just I remember Rashad, like either getting the ball at the line of scrimmage or even a couple of deep passes downfield because he was just being used that way. Or Rashad was just so good. So the fact he only got one, a little surprising, but. Essentially, he missed two games in the year, it, right? It was Washington State, which we went to. Rashad wasn't in that game, correct? Um, what, which one was it again? I think it was Washington State, the game that we went to. I feel like Rashad didn't play that game. I know he was no, kind of questionable no, going it, in. It was a
1: really weird situation because they had announced at the game that he was playing
0: he was like a starter, he, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he didn't get on the field once, and I don't remember seeing anything about it anywhere. Our good friend Donnie Druin didn't even have an explanation, it was just totally weird, but yeah, I mean, he, he's technically got a game that he didn't even play in, and he put up those numbers, Connor. Video game numbers.
0: Yep, and then had missed the ball game against Wisconsin. Not that he would have absolutely just destroyed it. That Wisconsin defense, we saw how effective Danny Nagata was in that one game, but Rashad white was the heart and soul of this team. So he's going to be very tough to replace. Now you had kind of mentioned and used the word stunk for uh, chip train. that was mostly talking about the fumbles, right? But in the still... second half of his year, the second half, the, the first, what, like three games before he got injured. Oh, he, was well, good. I think he got hurt after the first game. He, uh, cause you he had, what? you're right. He got like two rushing touchdowns or something like that in the first game. If I remember correctly, and then it was kind of the Rashad White show after that. And then we had that not-so-fun game of like four weeks in a row, three, four weeks in a row, where come Monday it was uh, – her member like, yeah, uh, Chip train him. Uh, he's He's getting back into it, but he should be able to play and then just never played, right, up until maybe BYU or something like that. You're totally right. In my head, I had imagined that we
1: had him for like the first three games, but no, we didn't. We had him for that one game where he looked stellar and then – he, he came back and he, he wasn't the same guy that we saw in the four games last year or the fifth game this year. And remember, he had that that crazy start where he had scored a touchdown in each of his first five games in his in his career with the Sun Devils. It, he looked so promising. And I remember vividly saying on the podcast and I, I did stand behind it for the longest time, but I no longer stand behind it. I said that Chip Trianum was a more talented running back than Rashad white. And and just as a pure runner, not as an all-around player, obviously Rashad was better, but I did claim that train was the better pure running back and
0: very wrong. I'll own that all day. You know, if chip chip ended up going to Ohio state to play running back and ended up being the starter, he probably would have had a solid case to maybe prove that because we only saw like not even a season and a half of Rashad white, right? Last year he was so effective in like the four games that we played uh, and then really continue that this year. Obviously, we saw with more volume, it wasn't totally realistic for him to lead us in rushing and receiving, although he got darn near close again because uh, Ricky Pierce all led us with 580. Uh, Rashad White was second at 456, and he missed time. So uh, it, it might not have been that crazy if you played in all 13 games. But um, everyone was still effective in terms of their uh, efficiency on the ground. Rashad White, 5.5 a carry. Chip Train, 5.2 a carry, didn't got a 5.5. Uh, now we have guys like Daniel Hart, who only had, or sorry, uh, wow, uh, George Hart, who only had 1.9, but he had four uh, or like 10 rushing attempts. So kind of kind of excluding that, where we got some more volume for the top three running backs. Everyone was still very efficient on the ground. Other guys had a handful of touchdowns. So Chip Train had six with missed time, uh, didn't got a had four. So collectively, you had, what's that? That's 16, 20, 26. Touchdowns uh, from your top three running backs, um, considering how much time each and every player got based on injuries or whatever that might be, uh, you got a lot of production out of your running backs this year.
1: Yeah, now a lot. Talk, a lot.
0: Yeah. Now, now let's talk about some of the bad. Uh, you had mentioned some of the the fumbles, right? So Chip Trenum ended up getting benched later on in the season. It was given a very short leash, and, and deservedly so. Like we we like Chip as a player. We're definitely looking forward to watching him this year. Um, but he just. He kept fumbling the ball, and I I remember watching the play against Washington State, which was the very first drive. Uh, He had this huge run or huge catch and and took it for like 15, 20-ish yards and just didn't protect the football. It kind of started that streak, I feel like, from that game on. Um, So just had a a very short leash and got benched. So um, Daniel Nagata, he was definitely – I don't want to include him so much in the negative category just because we were – advocating that he should get the ball so much more throughout the year, right? Especially his shining moment for sure was, uh, was BYU. I don't remember the, the box score off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, he would, he probably had darn near close to like eight ish yards per carry, something just stupid because he kept having some huge, huge runs and ASU had to get away from him later on. But uh, overall though, I guess the one negative I will say was even though you did get efficiency, Out of some of your other running backs, it was clearly Rashad white and everybody else in the ground game. hundred percent.
1: And I mean, this is something to really chew on and think about Connor that really just occurred to me right now. Think about the two games Rashad white didn't play this year. Think about the wazoo game and think about against Wisconsin. You know what they have in common? We did not run the football very well. So it leaves a lot of questions open for Arizona state as to how much regression Should we expect with Rashad white gone? Remember we talked a little yesterday too. You're losing two NFL caliber offensive linemen. You're losing three total. You are sorry. Kind of stumbling on my words. You do have your mobile quarterback. Sure. But you just lost your two top running backs and you got two two guys that are very unproven and a transfer. So while I'm not knocking any of those three because all three Connor are very talented. I'm excited. I truly am excited for all three of them. I think any one of them could be our lead back this year. So I I am excited to see what those guys can bring to the table, but I will tell you that without Rashad on the field, that run game, especially the running backs struggled. And that's something that I don't think, we've talked about at all because it just like, like I said, Connor, it really just occurred to me as we were recording this podcast, not before, literally just now, as I'm sitting here, listening to you, it kind of clicked in my head of, you know what, when Rashad didn't play, we did not execute well from the running back position. So that's, that's something to really think about and something that we'll definitely have to talk about more and maybe bring up with our good friend Donnie.
0: Definitely. So Rashad White not being on the field will be noticeable, one, because he's not on the field. Big duh, right? You're going to be missing him. But as you had just alluded to, we do have some other incoming players, one being Tevin White, who's an incoming four-star freshman. And then obviously we have the new kid that we're going to be talking about in just a little bit that we've mentioned on the basketball podcast. So there is an opportunity for the the run game to be just as good as it was this last season. Uh, To my last point, the fact that there was such a big drop off after Rashad White, that's not that odd. Right, like There's plenty of really good running backs, especially ones that are going into the draft this year, that might not have the best backup in the world. Um, really, y- you saw his backfield as more of a 1A, 1B going into the season. It just didn't feel like the 1B was was as good as he possibly could be. So it's not so much that you need to have that dominant guy. It's definitely fun seeing the type of single individual season Rashad White had. Um, but obviously, w- when you look at the numbers, like it's really nice because there were some times throughout the season where Rashad White was almost getting ran into the ground, whether it was uh, his rushing attempts and then also catching passes. There were several times where he had to go to the sideline just because you could see, like, he's getting beat up. He's getting tackled over and over, and they need to find somebody else to be able to carry the load. So if you can at least distribute that between some of these other running backs, and they can still be just as effective and dynamic, that's it's definitely a tall order. But I would like to see them find a little bit more depth and be able to still – almost feel like they're not missing a beat regardless of what running backs on um, is essentially is what's on the field for them. That's going to be hard to do with three. So ideally if you can find some sort of uh, pecking order and you find two really good running backs and your third one is like, okay, we'll take this guy as our third running back. Because even if there's a bit of a drop-off, it's not that noticeable. That to me, I guess is more of an ideal state. And, and we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out going into next year.
1: So I, I went and pulled it up to be sure. And against wazoo chip actually did have a good day 19 carries 89 yards in the touchdown but he did fumble what twice in that game he
0: fumbled once for sure the I second one i, I want to say twice. W- the second one would have been like the fourth or fifth fumble of that day yeah and it, i think it was uh he might have had the first and like the fourth or something like that he because- had his very first turnover of the game i remember that it was like the second it was the first or second play of that game you know what? The second one, I, I specifically remember saying, I'm pretty sure that was not his fault. I think somebody's helmet ended up like getting it into the ball somehow. And it, I, I cannot tell you specifically like what happened during the play. I just feel like I remember saying like, you know what? I don't totally blame Rashad on that one, but at the end of the day, he is faulted for the fumble. So chip, it is not, not Rashad. R- yes, correct. My, my apologies. I, I meant uh, chip train and uh, had a, a second fumble that was, was a little bit more fluky from what I remember.
1: Yeah, no, I, my my point is, like, I, I retract a little bit because Chip did have a solid statistical day. But sure. when you turn the ball over twice on the ground, that, that still proves my point that there's a big drop off, because I think Rashad lost maybe one f- uh, fumble this year but compared to Chip put it on the ground. He lost three. I'm
0: pretty sure you put it on the ground more than that, though. I would be willing to bet that as well. So now let's go ahead and move on to the second part of our podcast for you today. We're going to be talking about what they can do to improve going into 2022, or in this case, what can they do to just repeat a really successful season on the ground game? But first, we have to talk to you with our friends over at NetSuite. Yeah, so this is it,
1: guys. The putt to win the tournament. You sink it and the championship's yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new years, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on all the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash
0: locked. Thank you again so much for making Locked on Sun Devil your first listen every day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. Uh, Sun Devil experts, Richie Bradshaw and Connor Gios talking to you specifically about the running back position in 2021. Uh, so we just talked about really what went well and what did not go well for this season. Now let's talk about what they can do. And I'm going to stick with what I said just a bit ago in the podcast. How, how can we repeat that success, right? It's, it's not so much improved. It, it can definitely get better. It totally can get better. It's not like we had the number one ground game in the country, but to me, that's a very, very lofty goal. So let's let's tweak it just a little bit, Richie. How can we repeat the success of 2021 going into next year? Well, it's going to start with making sure that Jaden
1: does not take a step backwards as a runner. So that's going to be the first priority, Connor, because Jaden being able to move around <laughs> with, with his legs, take advantage of defenses that are playing, uh, for, for the running back or they're playing off because Jaden has a lively arm, even though he can't hit the big side of a barn, but that's neither here nor there. The point is you, you have a quarterback that can run the football. You're going to have a good ground game. I mean, it, it works across college football. You 60% think of, of the time. Like, I believe it, it works every time. And I believe it so may that, not that's make just, sense, but it, that's it's science. science. It's yeah. science. But I mean, I mean, look at like Oregon, Oregon every year is able to get mobile quarterbacks that you've never heard of and churn out amazing ground games. This year they had Anthony Brown, who was a transfer from Boston College, turned him into a household running quarterback name. Uh, before that, they they had this kid years ago, Connor, and I'm gonna have to look up his name, but he was Marcus Mariota. Yep. No, yep. no, no. I will I will tolerate <laughs> no slander of Marcus Mariota. Let me make that very clear. Right We're talking
0: now. about mobile quarterbacks. He was very mobile. Yes, but you
1: were trying to slight him and I won't take it later. No, Raiders but, legend, Mark Smurdy. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, getting off topic. All, all I'll say is they had, they had this kid. He was transferred from Eastern Washington, I believe. And NFL draft Twitter was raving about this guy. He went undrafted, wasn't even a camp arm. And it, it was one of those things where it was like, Oh dude, this guy should be in the first round. It's like the NFL is like, no, that's okay. This dude can't throw a football, but I'll I'll have to look up the name sometime and I'll uh, I'll tell you the name and maybe you'll recognize it. But anyways, getting back to the point at hand, what I'm trying to say is you get a mobile quarterback like Jaden, and that's going to open up opportunities for your running backs. There's not a doubt in my mind that Rashad white didn't benefit on the ground because he had Jaden running the football. Same with chip, same with Nagata. They had better opportunities because defenses had to respect the fact that Arizona state had a mobile quarterback. And it's not a coincidence that over the last few years, when we've seen mobile quarterbacks at Arizona State, like a Manny Wilkins, like a Taylor Kelly, that we have elite ground games. The, the one exception, 2015, where Berkovici was the full season starter, there, there was a huge drop in production. And that that's that that speaks to the ability of a quarterback to open it up, but it also speaks to the play calling. And we know that Zach Hill is a very aggressive and run heavy coordinator. So Zach Hill has one guy with familiarity in this offense, and that's Daniel Legata. So I would expect him to be the focus guy early on. But you do have Zazavian Valade coming in, the transfer from Wyoming. He's very talented, very proven. And then you have the upside of a guy like Tevin White. So you have the materials there to create a good ground game, Connor. It's just making sure that you maintain the same the, the same chemistry and the same game plan that you had this year. Even though you have different guys in the backfield and different guys are going to rely on, you still have that same mobile quarterback, and you are keeping the continuity on the offensive side of the football by bringing back Zach Hill.
0: Yeah, so a lot of pieces that you touched on there. So first of all, Jaden Nanos, we we talked about the offensive line yesterday, I think, uh, and essentially they gave up twenty-eight sacks. My memory serves me, and probably gives it uh, probably for like hundred and thirty-ish yards, I think. So Jaden Daniels had 710 yards on the ground. If you add that back in uh, minus the sacks, he had somewhere close to like 840 ish. So I I totally hear you having those RPO options, uh, having the threat of Jaden being able to just run at any time really has to keep defenses guessing. uh, Are they going to give it off to either one of their really talented running backs or is Jaden going to take off? So definitely hear you. He has to be able to repeat that success uh, or at least even if it's not nearly as much, I, I don't, I I think he's still probably going to run about the same amount that he did this last year. I'd be surprised if that changes up too much, but as long as he's still efficient there, that's definitely going to help the running game Um, with all the new bodies. It's, it's going to be difficult again, to replace one whole Rashad white. So as long as you can consistently get production uh, from either like a two or three headed monster, that, that is what they're shooting for. I think it's asking a lot of Tevin white to be able to come in here as a freshman and to be able to dominate, even like, uh, granted he's a little bit more of a pass catcher than a, a chip trainum was, but to ask him to do what chip was doing those first full games, um, last season during the COVID season is not, not fair and or realistic. Could it happen? Sure. But uh, until we actually see Tevin white in an AS uniform and on the field, we probably have to kind of reserve ourselves a little bit as well as our expectations, um, but then a lot of it's going to fall on the incoming player from Wyoming, Xavier and which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, what I'm interested in is they've got two pass catching running backs now because Valade catches the ball quite a bit. And white is a little bit more of that pass catching specialist as well. Um, it, it's not so much that. Uh, um, Daniel Nagata does not catch the ball, but. Having a guy like Rashad White may have just taken a lot of that volume away from him. So I am curious if they try to run a little bit through the air versus on the ground and getting their running backs a little bit more involved that way. But you definitely have to have other guys step up, right? Similar to the offensive line, how we had three out of five starters leaving, whether it was due to graduates, going to the NFL, whatever that might be. It's got to be next man up. There is no Rashad White. There is no Chip him. So the talent leaving the building, is, it's a lot. Like we, we can't just sit here and say that they're probably going to be able to do it again. It's, it's going to be very hard to repeat what they just did. That being said, you do have quality coming back, which that at least it assures me a little bit, making me think it's at least possible. Um, if they just weren't able to replace anybody or put anybody in front of Dana Nagata, and you had just mentioned that he has a really solid chance of being the starter just because he's been with Zach Hill uh, so at least he has familiarity in the offense. He's probably going to get the first crack at the starting job. But if you didn't bring in quality players to replace what you had just lost, I'd be very concerned about where this offense as a whole was heading in 2022, not just on the ground game.
1: Yeah, like like you said, it's just like it. It'll be interesting to see what Tevin White can actually do in a Sun Devils uniform, and it's also going to be interesting to see what Zazavian Valade is going to be able to do because we truly truly only have the experience of Daniel Nagata and it's very limited experience and in his first starting opportunity he did not shine and again give him some some grace because he did play Wisconsin and he was missing some of his better offensive line pieces so that is difficult but I do believe in Nagata and I stand behind the fact that I think he could be better than Rashad White because I think that he is uber talented he reminds me of an Eno Benjamin Connor and Eno is arguably one of the top five maybe even top three running backs that Arizona State's ever had but certainly love the upside there for Daniel Legata Tevin White's very interesting and I I am so excited for Xavian Validate like I'm gonna I'm going to absolutely binge his film his highlights everything I'm so, so excited for Zazabian Holiday or Validate, excuse me, with a V.
0: Definitely. So with that, let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit more about this kid in a little bit more depth. Uh, but before that, we're going to take a little break, talk to you about another one of our sponsors over at GetUpside. Uh, so with an incredible app, everyone who buys gas needs to know about this. Get Upside. Our listeners so far have been making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. That's every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back... Gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time using your bank account, PayPal, or an e gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50% off, or sorry, 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that is code SCORE.
1: Well, and I got to tell you guys, Bet Online would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use the promo code locked on to get started from football to basketball to hockey, to boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, bet online
0: where the game starts. We've been talking about Zavian Valade now for the last like two, two, three days since whenever he announced on Twitter. But we haven't necessarily gotten to a ton of depth about him. We just keep referring to him as this incoming player. But as Richie was just mentioning, we're super excited to get this guy into our backfield. Uh, so essentially, Valade had a very successful year this last year. I believe he's coming into his last year of eligibility. Because uh, he first played with Wyoming in 2018, he did have the COVID season in 2020, uh, so he at least has one more season. Uh, if for some reason he might have another after that, uh, that might be pushing it, but for sure we get him for one season. He led the backfield for Wyoming with 209 rushing attempts, had 1070 rushing yards on the ground, just over 5.1 a pop, and only six rushing touchdowns. Richie, I'm looking at the the Wyoming backfield kind of as a whole. He definitely led them in carries, and they didn't have a ton after that they have a kid by the name of titus swen who had 132 carries for 785 but he had seven rushing touchdowns so i'm curious if he's a little bit bigger than a validate and was kind of their goal line guy because we're we're looking at validate stats and, and off essentially just looking at the numbers he's a stud but compared to what rashad white had just done with 15 rushing touchdowns which that's not totally fair to just compare them right i don't know anything about wyoming's offensive line uh i don't know anything about their uh essentially like their their run to pass ratio. So, uh, but essentially he's only ever had six rushing touchdowns twice uh, and has two receiving touchdowns through the air uh, during the 2019 season. So does he have a nose for the end zone? Maybe, but we do know on the ground, he's been very, very effective has a career. Uh, I think it's just over five, 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, so very much looking forward to getting this guy in our backfield next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, very effective on the ground and quite frankly, Connor, and essentially three and a half seasons only 326 carries is pretty good so that there's still a good amount of tread on those tires and 21 career touchdowns is nothing to scoff at and again essentially three and a half years it's just about seven touchdowns a year and considering he he just there there's so much tread on those tires connor i understand that he's got two seasons of north of 200 carries but I think he's a proven guy. I think that he's going to come into this offense and he's just going to have that opportunity to slowly get into the game. And it wouldn't shock me if he ended up being one of the, one of the top running backs for this team by the end of the year. I, I, I'm so excited because everything you hear about this kid is he's a really good get. He's got that typical, like modern build he's six foot 198 we talked about that he's not he's he just i i don't know how to how to put to words what i'm trying to say but i'm i am incredibly incredibly excited for Zazavian howard I, I feel like
0: that's validate what, what did i say howard he said Zazavian howard which is dangerously close to miami corner well, that that's where my mind went. Definitely. That, yeah.
1: It's <laughs> Xavian Zavian validate. Excuse me. I'm very, very excited to see the Zavian validate this year. If Howard wants to come play for the Sun Devils, we would not say no to that. So, oh my God. Could you imagine? Like, he's just like, you know what? I know I'm making millions of dollars to play for a garbage organization that fires a good head coach, but yeah, Brian, go Flores. play for wow. Herm Edwards. Yeah. That that's a whole other topic that me and Connor and a whole other podcast. Yeah. And we are not the locked, locked On
0: Dolphins. Dolphins.
1: No, go see our boy Kyle Krabs, though, on Locked
0: On Dolphins. Rich, you want to play a, a not-so-fun game that might have us really hung at Kyle each other? Krabs
1: is still on Locked On Dolphins.
0: We're going to find that out. But let's play a <laughs> not-so-fun game that might have us getting a little bit upset with each other. Let's do <laughs> – there, there's no logic to it right now. Like, honestly, we could end up looking back at our answers when the season's over and just say, what the heck were we thinking? But let's play Start Bench Cut with the three running backs coming into ASU for next year. Do you want to start or do you want me to start?
1: Okay, real quick. He is still the main man for Locked On (laughs) Dolphins because I was absolutely terrified for a second. Kyle Krabs puts out phenomenal content, so definitely go give him a
0: listen for Locked On Dolphins. Um, Not that they need our recommendation. But, Richie, do you want me to start or do you want to start? No, please start. Okay. You're going to get mad at me. Are 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 you ready for this? um
1: i dj can you handle this david can you handle this I, right. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i don't think they can handle this if anyone You're not gets be- that reference like you you gotta dm me or something and i'll like venmo you a dollar but you
0: you gotta know the reference and i'll venmo you a dollar um so i'm gonna start sazavian so i think he's got a ton of experience not so much in this offense but Uh, Has played essentially three and a half seasons in college football, which puts him a little bit over uh, some of the other running backs. Uh, I I think he knows what it feels like to be that bell cow guy. No, again, he does not know Zach Hill's system, but I I think with the off season, he can get equated with that uh, and just more familiar with it. And I think he will have a solid shot, whether it's even week one. I think by the end of the season, barring injury, I think he will end up leading this team in total touches. Now I'm going to go to my bench. Here's where you're going to get mad. Are you ready? Don't do it. I'm gonna say it. Don't. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bench Tevin White. I think he has a lot of upside. I think Daniel Nagata and and do not hear what I'm not saying. Daniel Nagata deserves more credit. We both have said that on this podcast. Well, uh, sorry, you just need to to turn up your uh, headphones so you can hear me. I I am very excited for what Tevin White offers again, both on the ground and through the air. I think Denon Nagata can be a little bit limited as a pass catcher, but we're talking about running backs and running backs run the ball. So that necessarily shouldn't be a negative in his case. Um, In Denon Nagata's one lone start, we've already talked about this. We can't really hold that against him because it was against a tough opponent and not the offensive line they've had this year. While they might have some of those players coming back to be the upcoming starters, um, Nagata has only had flashes, which is something Rashad, or not Rashad White, sorry. Tevin White hasn't even had. So I might even be contradicting that a little bit. But to me, his talent entices me a little bit more, I think, than Nagata. And I'm going to, it breaks my heart a little bit, but I'm going to cut Daniel Nagata in this not-so-fun game.
1: Yeah, this, you, I, I don't even know who you are, man. Like, just total Thanos. Like, I don't even know who you are. You will know who Tevin White is. I don't doubt that. I'm very excited for that big, bruising Hulk of a man to come here. But, oh, Connor, I just I'm going back and forth in my head of what I want to do here, and I I think I'm not going to overthink it here. I am going to start Daniel Nagata because right. Nagata ha- has like experience in this offense, and he's shown that flashy capability to be like a, a go-to guy. I, I don't say like with a grain of salt where I, uh, that, that's not what I'm trying to say. I don't say lightly that I think Daniel Nagata can be, you know, Benjamin, I truly do think he can. And he's stocky dude. He's five nine, two hundred 200 pounds. So it's not like he's this small scat back. Like he can go between the tackles and he's a tough runner. And I think that he could potentially become a good pass catcher as well. Obviously it, it, it's not like he has a ton of volume in that department. But I like Daniel Lagata as my starter. Um, on, on my bench, obviously I'm going to and Valade just because he's the proven commodity and he's got a lot of a, lo- a lot of experience and a lot of proof that he's a capable guy. And on my and cutting is Tevin White simply because we haven't seen him yet. And and that's totally fair. I mean, we're not friends, but that's fair.
0: I don't even know who you are, dude. Like, honestly, <laughs> like you took everything from me. I, I'm, I'm writing down this date. Nice. N- another Thanos reference. Uh, I'm writing down this date right now, just so we can come back and reference the podcast. Like seriously, like there's so much that is going to change throughout the season. We really, truly thought even after Rashad White's great four games last year, that Chip Trenum was going to be the guy with Rashad White kind of backing him up. And not only did, and granted uh, Chip Trenum got injured, but Rashad White, Pun intended, literally took the job and ran with it and excelled. He was not just a guy. He was the guy in the offense. So there's so much that's going to change. We could all be wrong. And for some reason, Tevin White is the guy. Um, and our orders should be, are going to be totally flip-flopped by the end of the season. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. Point being is we've got three stud running backs we feel like can uh, essentially run this offense. Uh, and ideally, we can involve the pass game a little bit more. Um But as far as repeating 2021, we'll see how effective they're going to be as a unit. But I think we have three guys that can get the job done. So call me crazy. Could could this on paper,
1: going into the year, depending on the rest of the offseason, how everything goes leading up, could this going into the year look better than 2021
0: was going into the year? I think looking, see, that's so tough because it's hard not to look back like we, we know what Rashad White was, so it's hard for me to take that out. Um, to me, the X factor is Tevin White. We, we, we know what to expect out of Dana Nagata. Uh, we think he's going to get better going into next season. Um, we know what we get in, is, uh, sorry, it's Zavian Valade. Um, hopefully he improves a little bit more in this offense. So if Tevin White can be uh, a stud number three or push for some starting time, Yes, I really, really do. But um, it's just tough, again, like knowing what Rashad White did this last year. Tough to be able to say, like, um, for sure, yes or no, it does or does not look better.
1: I guess we'll see. So it's just one of those things. There's a lot of time between now and the start of the season. It's just right now looking at, at this core of running backs, I think it could be very, very exciting this year. It, again, it's going to come down to what I mentioned earlier is you need that continuity with the offensive play calling and Jaden to continue being a dominant runner. And I think you're going to get both of those, which means that honestly, get all three of these guys, hundred carries, just keep them all fresh and let them dominate. Don't throw the football. Don't even throw the football. We'll just the army and Navy route. We'll throw the ball three times. Jay- complete two of those passes and an interception. And we'll, we'll just run the heck out of the football. We'll have 4,000 air rushers.
0: Who says no? Who says I do. No? That sounds incredibly boring, but thank you so much for giving us uh, a listen today. We're going to be continuing Ooh. our series. We're going to be continuing our series, looking more at the offensive position. Richie, are we getting into quarterbacks tomorrow, finishing up the offensive side of the ball? I believe we are getting into quarterbacks tomorrow. Definitely come back. We're going to be talking about quarterbacks as a whole and what they can do, obviously, to improve going into 2022 uh, but again, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Conradrios, at Cedrios, and Richie Bradshaw, at Richie Bradshaw with a Z36. We have our Twitter page, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Uh, we post great content trying to make you guys better, smarter Sun Devils fans. As we learn things as, as, uh, throughout the season, we try to share that stuff with you, just so you guys are always in the know. We also have content that comes out Monday through Friday in a plethora of areas wherever you get your, uh, your podcast. You can always hit the subscribe button on any of those platforms, which could be Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, or the odyssey app. But thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. Again, come back tomorrow to learn everything about Jaden Daniels and the quarterback position this last year and what can be improved going into 2022. Now make your second listen locked on bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. We are locked on sentinels, part of the locked on podcast network.